0: Bet MUFC on the Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Bet $100 at Winbet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by The College Experience. Get ready for the college football season by checking out all 131 college football team previews. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash CFB. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash CFB.
1: It's one of the factors, you mentioned the heat already, front foot play, particularly here at home, always high octane, always front foot. Of course you have the... No substitutions which will help and suddenly help Brentford on the opening day oh, David De Gea has spilled it and Josh De Silva has scored again it looked like a routine bit of housekeeping for the Manchester United keeper
0: far from it just De Silva for Brentford I'm not quite sure what more you can say other than it's an incredibly bad error from David De Gea it's not the first time we've seen it He doesn't get his body behind it He goes to scoop it up with both hands And it just slips right through them
1: Jensen, the a the player who's never scored in the Premier League Jensen's onto it And another The Manchester United defence crumbled around it And Brentford, within the first 18 minutes At 2-0 up
0: United are in a mess. They'll be impressed like you wouldn't believe. He's stood in by Mbomo, mighty leap by Tony, it's still alive, it's
1: bundled in. Bendy leads the celebrations as Manchester United look around for a flag that isn't going to come. The misery piled on. Nil. Sancho really nicely dealt with by Brentford who hit the front with Ivan Toni now he looks for Mbomo and Mbomo is to tee it up De Gea saves with his legs but the danger far from away just yet
0: card over by right, Ivan Tony De makes it's an awkward one for him with that near post it is going in
1: and creating a couple of opportunities Ronaldo getting closer Malaysia.
0: Yeah, so Manchester United losing 4-0 to Brentford in their second game of the season. I don't know what you take away from that. Obviously, the result was Man United went to the bottom of the table. The performance was awful. There's no hiding that. There's no hiding the fact that that could have happened last season against Brentford. They are the differences in terms of a game that's won 3-0 by Man United against Brentford last season and a game where we lose 4-0. And going 4-0 down at half-time, those mistakes from David De Gea, both of them, almost more concerned about the second one. The first one is just a case of a goalkeeper losing concentration and the ball going under his body. That will happen once every two or three seasons. So I wouldn't read too much into that. The second one is based upon how Manchester United are trying to play stylistically. Now, if you're hell-bent on implementing this style, that mistake is going to happen again. If you're hell-bent on playing this style, playing out from the back, no matter what, even if you're being pressed really high up the pitch, if you're intent on doing that, no matter what, whether it be Brentford, whether it be Liverpool, who are the best at it in the whole Premier League, maybe even the world, then we are going to make these mistakes again against Liverpool, Old Trafford, and we are going to get soundly beaten and embarrassed, much like we were twice last season. So... I think there's got to be a time and a place. Yes, we need to implement this style, but we cannot just go to it no matter what. We need to look at the game. And that's Eric Ten Hag's job. There's no doubt that he is a top, top manager. We can't look at these two games and say, oh, he's out of his depth and the Premier League is too much for him and Ajax is different to Man United. Of course it is when you're looking at a domestic season. But this man got to a Champions League semi-final by not just beating, destroying Juve and Real Madrid. That entire team was raided from Frankie de Jong to Donny van der Beek to Matthias de Ligt, everybody, everybody was raided and he then had to build a new team that had to win the Dutch League again and had to compete in the Champions League and they did Last season, they won six group games out of six. They had a maximum total of 15 points, or oh, sorry, 18 points, and smashed, not just beat, they smashed Borussia Dortmund twice. So this is what this manager has done, and you could talk about the comparisons between the EWC and the EPL, but the fact is, if you look at his Champions League pedigree and what he's done to teams and, and other so-called great managers, then he is a great manager, but he should have looked that situation and seeing what was going on in fact he did speak out about it afterwards and say that we should have been a little bit more selective in terms of playing this tactic once we saw what was going on in the game that they were intending to press high that we should have cleared the ball and played longer balls up the pitch why that wasn't instructed to the players I don't I don't know and how this game would have panned out had it not been for two stupid mistakes inside the first 20 minutes. I'm not saying we would have won the game. We certainly wouldn't have lost 4-0. But um, yeah, this as I said, this is the difference between playing terrible a terrible first half against Brentford last season and a terrible first half against Brentford this season and, and getting found out. I don't know how much of a factor this actually has on the Liverpool game. It could have a major factor in terms of if you watch it and you look at this Manchester United team trying to play out from the back like this again, then you can see Manchester United getting absolutely thumped. It's a prime example. It's a blueprint of how not to play against Liverpool. That is how it can be massively relevant. Or it could be the most irrelevant thing possible. Because we could look at it and we could say, hey, this is what Brentford did to us. Liverpool are better at doing this. Let's not fucking play anything like this whatsoever in the next game. That could be how relevant it is. So it could be very, very relevant or completely irrelevant. I don't think there will be a middle in terms of this game. I think you need to look at this as a separate game. Look at the league table and see that United have lost every game uh, and are bottom of the table. They've scored one goal and conceded six from their first two games and say, okay... We need to treat this as a separate one-off game. We need to play away from what we're doing. We need to not basically suit the strengths of Liverpool and we need to get the ball out the pitch. What we would additionally need to do is have somebody up there who can hold up the ball if we are going to play long, which would allow our attackers to get involved in the game. Now, we saw against Crystal Palace in a game where it was perceived that Liverpool were dominant. But the expected goals tally tells you, well, and, and, I don't, and I'm not somebody who weighs in heavily on expected goals and says that you know th- this is this is a team that should have won because their expected goals was was 2.5 while the other teams was 1.5. Like I, I don't really buy into that. I think sometimes um, there should be a lot to be said for good finishing or for players that have those top level strikers. This is why you buy. A Ronaldo or a or back in the day Agüero or Lewandowski. The, the, these are the differences with with these players and normal number nines because they take expected goals out of the equation. They score goals that they're not supposed to score. Someone like um, Immobile for Lazio, he's been outperforming his expected goals for years. For five six years, he's been scoring silly goals that that are not expected goals. And this is what you pay for when you buy top, top level strikers. So I don't weigh too much into that. But in this particular game, I look at it and and the narrative was Liverpool bad Palace. Liverpool had all of these shots at goal. Well, four were on target, so that can't be a battering. And the expected goals tally was 1.7 to 1.5. So the chances that Crystal Palace created were just as good as the chances that Liverpool created, even though Liverpool had more possession, more shots, they were in a third a lot more, they were pretty much just shooting from all over the place and and, and didn't look like scoring a goal. So this Liverpool team aren't fully in sync like they have been in previous seasons. So I don't think they automatically come down here and beat Man United unless Man United hand them the game. They're missing key players. They're, They're missing Nunes. And Nunes would have been a nightmare. So if you take away the first two goals... The other two goals are just the usual shitty Man United goals that we were conceding last season. And I don't think Darwin Nunes is an 85 pounds signing, but Darwin Nunes is a player who would have been an absolute nightmare for Lusandro Martinez because he's fucking six inches taller than him and any balls into the box, he would have won. And secondly, for Harry Maguire, because Harry Maguire is a piece of shit who's pretending that he's a footballer. So had we played both of these two players and they got balls into the box, they would have found a different way to win this game other than um, just just high-pressing United. So there would have been many ways for Liverpool to win. And I would have 100% been coming on this show and giving you a couple of plays on Liverpool to cover a minus 1.5 Asian handicap line and Liverpool to beat the over 2.5 team total because they would have been absolutely no-brainers. I, I know Darwin Unis isn't playing because he's suspended. I don't know who Liverpool are going to play up top. I don't know where the creativity is going to come from without Thiago. The defence looks, looks out of sync. We do have uh, players who have pace like Marcus Rashford. If we can get the ball in behind, I know Rashford's out of form. But Liverpool, in that game against Crystal Palace, when Zaha scored, they were leaving massive gaps where their defenders were not able to make up the ground between themselves and the goalkeeper. Now, this is what Liverpool have done for three or four years. They're not going to come into this game and say, oh, we're going to change what we're doing. So Manchester United will have the opportunity to exploit that space. Meanwhile, at the other end, as for how Liverpool will beat Man United, I don't think if we've got any common sense, they're going to steal the ball from us in key areas. And I don't think Harry Maguire will be stepping on this football pitch tomorrow. And I also have a feeling that Sandro Martinez, if he plays, won't be playing as a centre-back. So it would not entirely surprise me to see Varane and, and a different defensive partner playing. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. And I think that can only be a positive for Man United to do something completely different, to have Maguire not in this 11, fingers crossed. And with Darwin Nunes not playing there, giving Liverpool an extra route to victory here in this game. We are going to listen to what Eric Ten Hag had to say. I did allude to it earlier on. But before we do that, let me let you know if you are thinking about joining WinBet, as we mentioned at the top of the show, now is the perfect time for new customers who bet $100 because you get $100 in free bets. You get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out Winbet. They reduced juice in baseball games make them the best place to bet on MLB plus the winbet casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1000 win also just released their first qb with five TDs prop bets. There's so much to bet from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you so we can get the benefit from that. That's sportsgamblingpodcast slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Now, I would say get in quickly because this offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions are all available at winbet.com. You must be 21 or older and present in the state where you play through where Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sportsbooks to get the best deal, which is important. There is a difference over the course of a year between taking a minus 140 and taking a minus 160. That will add up over time. This app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker, so bettors can keep records of all the Games and betting activity. All you need to do is head over to oddstradercom slash wire That's oddsTrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. And finally, also check out Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social media circles together to compete, connect. And make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun. From Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gambling. With customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. Hop in now to reserve your spot. Get $500 cash plus a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store for the winner. Sign up today at run... Sorry... Sign up today at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN.
1: Well Eric, it's a bad day, a, a really bad day. C- can you explain at this moment why and how
2: that's happened? Difficult for me also, surprise. Uh, and when you start the game like this, I think in 35 minutes you concede. Uh, four goals it's not possible and so the team has to take the responsibility I feel really sorry for the fans and did everything to support us but we let them down So you say surprise is it just disbelief really at what you've seen at the moment? Uh, Also to do with that but it's just are good players, and then you have to take responsibility on the pitch as a team and as individual and that is what we didn't do So you say it's the team so they didn't do what you asked them to do today now what I asked him to do is play with belief and take responsibility for a performance and that is what we didn't do so are you you surprised at that they seem like a very
1: fragile group of players they they started well last week and it quickly went wrong even the first four or five minutes today weren't so bad and then the minute something goes wrong they seem to really struggle
2: yeah that that is the truth and we we have to see that, but, and we have to work on that, and it's only when we uh, stick together and we work hard, uh, we come uh, come over that, uh, But belief, you have to bring on the pitch for yourself and as a team. Is, it, is that something
1: for you as a manager, belief, that's very, very difficult to change?
2: Uh, well, uh, no. You can't do it on the training pitch, is what of I mean? No, don't get me wrong, the manager is responsible as well. Uh, he's, he's the main responsibility, So, and I take that. And, but, um, and I will work on that. And of course, I have to give them the lead, but also they have, to give, their, uh, they have to, to give it by themselves. The first
1: couple of goals come from Brentford, pressing you high. What's wrong there? Is it the decision-making, the idea itself, the execution? What would you say? Uh,
2: I think uh, nothing from from, the, uh, from that no. Uh, it's about interview mistake clear you're talking about the first goal or first, both first goal first and two both uh, cannot happen on this level cannot happen but happens and we have to take the lessons out David has just been out and done an interview actually he says
1: my fault he almost was saying for the whole thing is he right to say that I know the first goal a keeper as good as him does better normally uh, he's a great goalkeeper and
2: uh, good first goal he knows that and that's clear how does it change the course of the game, though? Of course, but then still, uh, that is what, uh, what what I mean. And uh, you have to stick to the plan and, and move on. You know, uh, mistakes as part of football. Um, so you have to keep going, uh, play as a team, and especially act. Tell us about the changes you made at half-time. Three changes. It
1: looked like you were trying to introduce more height into the team. Was it that simple or did you have different thinking?
2: No, that had nothing to do with it. And it was more uh, to bring three fresh ones. And um, uh, you see, the um, 4-0 is not possible. That is the message, what Julian gave. But I could have changed uh, all eight orders as well. Is it going to be a big job for... Lisandro Martinez
1: is one of the players you changed. Is it going to be a big job for him to adapt to the Premier League, especially in games like that where it's direct and physical at times?
2: Yeah, but I don't think it was was the issue that we conceded for goals.
0: Yeah, not much to add there. Eric Ten Hag just basically saying it was a terrible performance with individual mistakes. Not too much to take away from it. The interviewer was pressing for this reason and that reason. But I think we'll just move on from it like Manchester United are trying to move on from it and look ahead to this Liverpool game. If that goes ahead, of course, um, there is some protesting expected. We'll talk more about that in a minute when we preview the game. But before we do that, let me let you know that Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. They just passed four million users and now You could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. With the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. Stop what you're doing and download the Sleeper app now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and... Make some money. Go to the mobile app and join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms for details of use. And finally, before we get on to that game, let me let you know about Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the company's best craft roasters. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns. Trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters, often being the largest source of new growth for them. I could do with some Trade Coffee because I'm jet lagged as hell from a month in the US and now trying to adjust to the UK time Um, I'm hoping I can stay awake for the uh, Man United-Liverpool game that I'm going to later. I'm actually in Manchester for this. Um, Trade Coffee sends you freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters, small businesses who pay farmers fair prices to, to sustainably source the greatest beans from around the world. Just answer a couple of questions and you'll get your own personalised variety of coffees delivered fresh to you as often as you like. No gimmicks. Trade is now actually offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com SGP. There's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking the quiz at tradecoffee.com SGP and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com SGP for $30 off. So, moving on with this game. I said there were going to be protests. Of course, this is against the Glazers. This is expected to be the biggest protest ever. Now, one thing I will say about this is that... United supporters often say it's nothing to do with the results. It's nothing to do with how the team are playing and whatnot. And that is true for a lot of people. Even when we were winning the league, uh, they did go off and set up FC FC United of Manchester because they just didn't want to be owned by the Glazers. That's a small percentage of fans. But... A, a, another percentage of fans, a large percentage of fans, do tend to be more angry and protest more when we don't sign any players and when the team are performing badly off the pitch. I don't think this protest for the game against Liverpool would have so much momentum if it hadn't been for the fact that we had had a bad summer transfer window and um, were bottom of the league with two defeats, two terrible defeats against Brighton and Brentford. At the same time, the Glazers are reactive to the protests as well because Casemiro suddenly comes in and after fucking around with so many deals, embarrassing ourselves with the Frankie de Jong situation, now we managed to sign um, one of the best if not the best holding midfielder just literally over the weekends it took two days to get it over the line Casemiro is playing for the Champions League winners the La Liga winners he's a regular starter yet somehow we get this deal over the line we convince somebody who's very happy where he is to come and join Manchester United, who are bottom of the league. So when we had a fresh start over the summer and nobody knew what Eric Ten Hag was going to do at Manchester United, we weren't able to attract any players. Now we're bottom of the league with two defeats and we attract a player who's one of the top players for a Champions League team, the Champions League winners in the position where we've needed a player for about three or four years. It's very, very odd. The Glazers are bad, but at the same time, they're bad and reactive, but at the same time, there's a group of supporters who are reactive as well. And I don't know how these protests are going to go. If you go and look at Old Trafford and look at how it's barricaded up, it looks like it's going to be very, very difficult to get anywhere near the place unless you have a, a ticket. You may even need a ticket just to get through the barriers that are put up um, about 50, 60 feet outside of Old Trafford. It, it's crazy. Um, I have been involved in the in the protesting before. I hate the Glazers. I want the Glazers out. A lot of people don't understand the situation with the glazer, Glazers in a nutshell. They steal money from Manchester United. Um when you're looking at someone like Tom Brady playing for Tampa, that wouldn't be possible without Manchester United. Um these these guys bought the club with a six hundred million debt, which uh, six hundred million dollar debt, which is still a six hundred million dollar debt. So they haven't paid anything towards the debt. Man United have made close to two billion during that time, and they've taken that money. Yes, they've used it for players, but they've also used it to pay for themselves and their other businesses. Otherwise, if you've made two billion, you would have paid a six hundred million debt off easily over the last seventeen years. So, they need to go. I don't care if they. I do care about Casemiro and and the fact that we've got him, and we'll probably talk more about him on the next show because he's going to debut against Southampton, not against Liverpool, and we'll talk about that signing and and the the positives and the negatives the negatives what could the negatives be you may ask but there is a negative certainly if you're coming from a Champions League winner to to Manchester United and we're paying you a lot more money the immediate negative would go would be that well you've come for the money and is Manchester United becoming a retirement home we can We've not exactly seen Real Madrid-like performances from Rafa Varane, who came to us as one of the top three centre-backs in the world. And now we're signing one of the top three holding midfielders in the world. And there are similar concerns. So I think that would be the negative, I think, already addressed here on, on, on this show for those who can't wait. But we'll talk more about it. There may be more signings by the Southampton game. Anyway, we do need to move on to this Liverpool game and um, and begin talking about this one in depth. But before we do that... I want to make sure that you guys go over and check out Babbel. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point of our academic careers. Now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an actively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be travelling abroad connecting in a deeper way with family, or you have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. So when you're looking at someone like Casemiro coming over to Manchester United from Real Madrid, being a Brazilian, he could probably do well to get involved with Babbel. Right now, save up to $60 off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's babble.com slash SGP for up to 60% off your subscription. Babble, language for life. And finally, let me let you know about Elias. Because it's almost the start of the NFL season. And I love this time of year as does everybody else. And if you're into sports betting or fantasy, you need a competitive edge to win. That's why... I can highly recommend to you the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and the MLB. Take my advice. Download the Elias Game Plan app today. It is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats, Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of us pro sports leagues including the nfl it has new fe- new features available all of the time take your game to the next level the nfl season as i said is right around the corner so don't wait find elias game plan in the app store or play store today so here are the odds for manchester united versus liverpool Liverpool are of course the favorites to win the game. They were out at around about 1 to 2 minus 200. They're now just available at 8 to 15 or 4 to 7 in some places. It's 3 to 1 on the draw and Manchester United are available here at 19 to 4. So how do we go about this game? It's difficult because if you're looking at it on on paper and you're looking at the stats, and you're looking at the game against Brentford, and you're taking gut handicapping out of it completely, and it's just a case of stats and what you saw last time. This is easy. This is a Liverpool win. This is a Liverpool win where you where they do cover the minus one point five Asian handicap line and the over two point five uh, over two point five team total is still in play. Liverpool won by two goals or more in eight of their 13 away wins last season while United have lost their opening two games of the season and the Red Devils were beaten 9 nil across their two meetings between the two sides last season and these games weren't close. Um, Liverpool almost took their foot off the gas Um, at times during those games. Mo Salah is playing in this game, despite the fact we've spoken at length about people that won't be. And he has scored eight goals in his last four meetings with Manchester United. So it's difficult to envision that uh, Mo Salah will be kept quiet here, which is probably why you're getting the short price of 13 to 10 on Mo Salah to score at any time. So with all that said... You should really be taking Liverpool here to make things even more visible for Manchester United. But I just feel that there has to be a reaction. There has to be a reaction to the protest. There has to be a reaction to the results. There has to be an uplift from Casemiro. There has to be a change here in personnel. There has to be a a, a change of tactics with Manchester United deciding to do away with playing uh, from the back here in this game against a team that press really, really well. In addition to that, Liverpool's pressing has been affected. Now, if you remember the future shows, I said people are very, very much underlooking the involvement of Sadio Mane. Now, look at Sadio Mane as the as the as the player that Bayern Munich have signed. He's incredible. He's got off to an amazing start. Yeah, granted, it's the Bundesliga, and granted, the opponents when you play lower half opposition aren't to the level of the EPL, where nearly every game is competitive, as proven by the fact that Crystal Palace just got a point at Liverpool and as and Fulham got a point against Liverpool and Man United got smashed by Brentford there's no easy game like there is in Germany but he's still there he still hit the ground running and he's still doing what he does and what he does is what Liverpool wanted to do and what Liverpool have done for the last six or seven years and that was set up the tone was set by Sadio Mane he was the first signing Jürgen Klopp to implement heavy metal football. Then came Firmino and Salah. So removing that ingredient from your team was going to have an effect. So to say Liverpool press as effectively with or without Mane is a false statement. It's not true. They don't. It's going to take some time. So I don't think this is the Liverpool team that Manchester United faced last season. In fact, that's proven by the fact they've started. Will will they be later on in the season? Is it going to prove to be a good move to swap out Luis Diaz and um, and Nunes for Sadio Mane? Possibly. If Nunes becomes a prolific number nine and Luis Diaz can do everything that Mane did, then Liverpool could actually be better later on in the season. But this is the third game in. And you're coming up here against a Manchester United team who probably aren't going to allow you to press if they've got any common sense. So this could be a very different game. I think the safest way to probably play this would be to take both teams to score. I think if you're looking at that Liverpool defence and the way they've started the season, it's very difficult for me to to take them to keep a clean sheet. And it's also hard to see Manchester United playing as badly as they've done and not adding to the one goal that they've scored this season. So this Liverpool defence, and especially with that with that high-pressing defence leaving all of that gap between themselves and the goalkeeper, there should be an opportunity for Manchester United to score in this game. And Manchester United could even approach this with a low block, as opposed to playing out of the back and giving away goals. They could play with a low block here that makes it difficult to concede goals, and that would obviously involve putting Rafa Varane back into the team. So... I feel this will be a, a different Manchester United team who who will be able to score, but at the same time, it would be insane to think that United themselves could keep a clean sheet. Therefore, both teams to score at 4-6-150 to should be the direction. Um, ultimately, I think it would be a big surprise to me if Manchester United do get something from this game. And when I talk about Manchester United being better, I'm talking better than the team that played against Brentford. I'm talking better than the team who who lost 9-0 on aggregate to Liverpool last season. But not better to the point where we can get a positive result here against Liverpool. I think if Liverpool were at their best and this was a team that were pressing and they were able to replace Mane or Mane wasn't sold then we would be destroyed here and things would get even worse. I'm not 100% confident that Liverpool are going to do a big job on us and I feel that we will at least be competitive. Whether that results in us getting anything from this game remains to be seen. But I think both teams to score would be the safest approach, given the way the two teams have started the season. And I look at that and my gut tells me that I don't see a clean sheet in either of them, neither Liverpool or Manchester United. And therefore, both teams to score at the best price of 4-6 to six and widely available at 8-13 to 13 does offer the best value here for me for this particular game. So that's it for me and this edition of Bet MUFC. We'll be back before the weekend to look at the game between Southampton and Manchester United. That's where we'll talk a little bit more about Casemiro. Hopefully, we'll be um, reviewing the game between Manchester United and Liverpool. Hopefully, it takes place. There is a real chance that it won't take place. Jürgen Klopp has even spoken out about the possibility of it not taking place and saying that it would be nothing to do with Liverpool, so they should get the points if it gets cancelled like last time. So that's very, very interesting. We will see what happens. We will know in the next few hours, and we'll talk about it on the next show. Until then, good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening.